0: 1.07% of the United States adult population are in prison. There are literally double the amount of people in prison than in the entire United States military. 567,000 people in America are homeless. That is half a million people climbing. Almost 74% of adults are suffering from a substance use disorder and struggle with an alcohol use disorder. About 38% of adults battle an illicit drug use disorder. 8.5 million Americans, adults, suffered from both a mental health disorder and a substance use disorder or co-occurring disorders. Drug abuse and addiction cost America as a society more than 740 billion annual dollars in loss of workplace productivity, health care expenses, and crime-related costs. 2.5 million cases of combined STD cases reported every year. They found that 73% of women and 98% of men reported internet porn use in the last six months, and for porn use within the last week. The number was lower. 80% of men and 26% of women. And these are just a few examples. And you're like, Sully, what are you getting at? And I would say, how many times have you had the opportunity to do something right or to do the right thing for a cause and you held back? Whether it's for time, money, or just words to impart to someone. How many times... Have you been given the option to make a sacrifice and you said, ah, not this time. What are some of the things in your life's catalog that you wish were not there at all? We all have done some types of wrongs in our life, made some type of mistake, turned up a little too much, given into something or some people that we shouldn't have. The prison system isn't the only place with people who have made mistakes or committed heinous actions. Whether we paid the consequences or not, it was still wrong. It was still some type of sin, dirt, or stain that was just imprinted on us. And in my experience, we've done these things multiple times. So much so that at times it can seem like the stains never fade away. I wanna expand on this topic through some chapters and verses in Romans that are written by Paul. So we're gonna start in Romans chapter five, verses seven through eight. And verses seven reads, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us. God demonstrates, that's an action, his own love for us while we were still Sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. (laughs) The verse says, Rarely anyone would die for a righteous person or a person that does good. Like, you can think in this day and age how many people would sacrifice themselves for another person. But Jesus died for us before we were grafted into his vine, before we decided to live in Christ, before you thought you were holy before you were on the deacon's board, before you led that Bible study, before you were considered a professional, before you came to your senses, before you were educated and you got your sparkling parchment degree, Christ died for us. While we still were in our mistakes, still in our own nature, in the abundance of our deadly transgressions, Jesus became tortured and killed for our sins. He became a sacrifice in place of your sin, my sin, so that we could live in him. Jesus died for everyone. No exemptions. He died for everyone on the planet. He atoned for everyone. No more annual animal sacrifices because he was a sacrificial lamb for all mankind. Chapter 5 of Romans, verses 18 through 21 Paul further expands on this and he says consequently just as one trespass resulted in the condemnation for all people and he's talking about Adam so also the righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people and he's talking about Jesus dying on the cross verse 19 for just as through the disobedience of one man he's talking about Adam again the many were made sinners for just through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners. So also through the obedience of Jesus Christ, the one man, that many were made righteous or will be made righteous. The law was brought in so that the, transpre- the trespasses might increase. The law was brought in so that the trespass may increase. But where sin increased, grace also increased all the more. So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Then I love, I love the continuation that Paul holds on to in the dialogue as he moves from chapter five to chapter six. So chapter six, verse one, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ, and I love that, into Christ, that means we are living through Christ, were baptized into his death as well. And I want to pause for a second because when we're being submerged in that water during baptism, when people are being submerged into that water, we are dying to old ways, dying to mistakes, dying to shame, dying to all those ways that were sinful against God. And we are rising into a new life, into a new walk, into a new journey with Christ for the rest of our lives and into eternity. Verse four, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too, we too, us too may live a new life. So some might say the struggle is real silly. I feel like I'm always at war with myself. I'm always battling with forces that are around me. And I agree with you. We all have the struggle, we all battle which leads to this by Paul as an example in Romans chapter 7, verses 21 through 25. And Paul says, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war, waging war, waging war against... The law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man am I who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. God has saved me. There are those of us out there that at times need to be saved from even ourselves, same from the inner workings and the desires that are deep within us, that wage war that's in us. We want to do good. We want to do the right things. And we've seen these things. And this is why we got to lean on God. We got to grab a hold of God because he has already chosen you. He has slain himself before the foundations of the world with you in mind, with me in mind, with everyone in mind as cosmic as our God is, literally bigger than the multi-universes that are out there. He lowered himself to human level for you out of love, grace, and mercy for you. And a lot of people can't grasp that concept of why would an all-powerful God who is perfect and the essence of good fall down for a creature, for humanity, which he created that is not abiding by his laws and Something that is considered to be unclean and unworthy to even stay in his presence because he's so awesome and he's so good. But as a father, I would sacrifice for my children. As a parent, you would go to the extent of laying down your life for your kids. Shoot, the girl from Glee just recently died just saving her son recently in the news. I don't know if you saw that. As parents, we would make the ultimate sacrifices for our kids. So as the father of all creation itself, making mankind in his image, God wrapped the word in flesh as an example and the ultimate gift of mercy for mankind's redemption to live in him and through him and with him daily and for eternity. A new covenant and promise. God has you in his heart. I need you to put him in yours today.